Thanks for joining the CC America podcast, where we are getting mentally fit through testimonies of faith, inspiration, and transformation. We hope you enjoy the show. This is a live recording of the CC America podcast. Enjoy the show. So I just would like to thank you all so very much for joining us um, for this live episode of the CC America podcast. Um, Today's title is A Woman to Woman, and it is definitely a great and timely uh, discussion. So I am super excited for today's show. I'm really happy to have on our special guests, Tasha Jordan and Tammy Gator as well as our live audience members. So far, we have one live audience member, um, Shana Jordan. So super excited that you all are here with us. Um, Today's episode, so let me give you the background. So how often in life do we not have the courage to have tough conversations because it will either make us or others feel uncomfortable? So tonight, what we're talking about is um, a very timely discussion regarding what we say to other women what we say to other people, but we want to start out woman to woman. How often do we not have that conversation? So super excited again to have Tasha Jordan and Tammy Gator on as special guests for tonight's show. Um, And I won't jump too far into the the nitty gritty details of where we're going to start, but we will get into that momentarily. Um, Just so you all are aware For all of the shows, the CC America podcast has been created to inspire the lives of others through service, dedication, and faith. And one way in which that occurs is by being able to have these very timely discussions about things that are happening in life um, so that we can grow from it, we can learn from it, and we can share our own personal experiences. Welcome, Tammy. How are you? Hi. How are you guys? I was running, trying to get from work and... (laughs) And do something with myself, but this is the best I could do. But woman to woman, who the hell cares, right? <laughs> hey, Tasha. Hi, how are you? Oh, uh, so we are, uh, um, Tammy, I was just giving everyone a background on the show. Um, the purpose is really just to inspire the lives of others. So, like you said, woman to woman, we're just going to have a conversation um, and just really encourage people tonight and like just talk about this very topic, woman to woman, whatever that means to each of us. Um, so I always start uh, myself with just a quick prayer, just because I want to um, allow it to be able to encourage and inspire people. Because I know right now with COVID and everything else, people are going through, whether it's through loss of loved ones, right. different life situations, it's a lot and it's heavy. So um, this will just be a quick prayer to encourage and uplift. And then we're gonna, I'll start with our guest bios and then we'll jump right in. Um, so Lord God, coming to you now, I'm giving you praise, Lord, and honor, thanking you for this day, um, thanking you for everyone, Lord God, um, and their many, many talents and blessings. I thank you and lift up Tasha Jordan, Lord God, and Tammy Gator and their families and friends, um, lifting up Shana and her family, Lord God, and anyone else that has joined this show or that will join this show or listen, um, that you would cover them, each and every one of them, anything that they are battling against right now, 
We pray that you would help them through the situation, that you would give them the courage, that you would give them the peace, and that you would allow them to see the situation through knowing that you have never left them nor forsaken them. We come against COVID right now. We pray you would protect our households. We pray against any um, illness, anything that would try to disrupt us, Lord God, or our lives. We pray against any attacks or tricks of the enemy that may be attacking the people who are listening, uh, whether we know it or not. We just come against those things and bind them up, and we just pray that you would give them peace that surpasses all understanding and encouragement during these times. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Um, so thank you all so, so much. So everyone, before I get started, um, I did want to go over our guest bios. So on tonight's show, our special guest, Tasha Jordan, is a senior contracts officer at Norfolk State University. Behold the green and gold. Um, Behold. She, can I say it right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Behold the green and gold. <laughs> um, so, and she is also my sister-in-law. Um, that time I actually got from Tasha. So thank you for that. <laughs> um, she is a mother of two and the wife of, of my brother-in-law, Bruce Jordan, for 17 years. So shout out to Tasha and Bruce for Black love, marriage, and staying strong, um, and being encouragement to all those around. And she is just an all-around great person. She will actually be hosting a show next weekend. Um, so we'll talk more about that a little bit later in the show, where she shares some more about what she's doing. Um, she definitely has a heart to encourage, to uplift, and inspire. And she will also um, be dropping some details in the future about an endeavor that she is working on. So, <laughs> Spill the beans, that'll be for her to spill, but I'm really proud of her and super excited that she's able to join us tonight for this conversation. So thank you for having me. You're welcome. And then we also have with us on uh, air tonight, Tammy Gator. She is the CEO and founder of Bluff City Leadership. And this is where she's able to help people strengthen their professional um, and personal relationships through communication. Uh, she is a certified communication coach who believes in bridging the gap between what is said and what is meant, and how that adds intrinsic and quantifiable value to any person, family, or workplace. She is the creator of the Butterfly Evolution Radio Show, which airs on Blog Talk Radio on Tuesdays at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time with her co-host, Rodney Jordan, who also happens to be my husband. Um, she is also a former host on the Bridging Talk Show, which airs on Preach the Word Network. Uh, excuse me, Preach the Word Worldwide Network. Um, she is definitely uh, someone else that you should get to know for sure. Um, her messages of hope, transformation, and inspiration are powerful and life-changing, and they've helped me. Um, I will say listening to the uh, talk show is one of the reasons I'm here today. Um, she's asked me many times, like, why haven't you started? Like, what, what's holding you back? And that's actually in her show description. So, um, I'm not being held back anymore and I'm doing it. So I will also have her share um, some of the things that she is doing and the inspiration that she's, uh, you know, leaving on the world as well. Um, so thank you for joining as well, Timmy. Oh, and you're muted. Thank you, Tamari. So glad to be here. Thank you. Awesome. So we are going to kick this off. This is a, going to be a very interesting discussion. So if you didn't get a chance to read the, read the description, hello, Barbara. This is Shirley. All right. So in 1974, Shirley Brown released the song Woman to Woman, and that song quickly became an R&B hit. 
And it literally starts off with a phone call from a wife to her husband's mistress. And so it was funny. I was like, you know what? This is actually a good starting point because even though it's an uncomfortable situation, um, it was one of those things that was like, oh, like what? She came out with a song about this topic. So I'm just going to play a snippet and then we'll jump right in talking about how woman-to-woman conversations with friends and mothers, daughters, sisters, um, you name it, even the other woman. So for anybody <laughs> has never heard this song, um, I might, actually, you know what? I'll just let the beginning play. I was going through my old man's pockets this morning, and I just happened to find your name and number. So woman to woman, I don't think it's being any more than fair that he calls you and lets you know where I'm coming from. Now, Barbara, I don't know how you're going to take this, but whether you be cool or come out of a bag on it, you see, it really doesn't make any difference. But it's only fair that I let you know that the man you're in love with, he's mine. From the top of his head to the bottom of his feet, the bed he sleeps in and every piece of food he eats. You see, I make it possible. The clothes on his back, <laughs> I buy them. The car he drives, I pay the note every month. So I'm telling you these things to let you know how much I love and woman to woman, I think you'll understand this how much I mean Woman to woman, if you've ever been in love, then you know how I feel. Well. I figured that's a good stopping point. Uh, we know how Shirley feels. <laughs> exactly. And I said, oh my gosh, you know what's funny? When I was born, you know what, y'all? Barbara might feel the same way. <laughs> right? <laughs> we hear Barbara version. Yeah, Barbara might feel the same way. That is so true. So, yes, let's go ahead and unpack it, ladies, woman to woman. So, I wanted to play that because I used to hear it, uh, you know, as a kid growing up around the holidays, they played on the radio, the R&B stations. But as a kid, I remember it, but I don't think I thought about it like how, like, I would think about it now. And, like the, the premise of this show, it didn't come specifically from this situation. Tammy and I were actually just talking about conversations that women just don't have with each other, period. And this conversation I felt like was one that was so, I guess I shouldn't say far off because it happens frequently probably, but it's one of those ones that's kind of like a taboo conversation. You're going through someone's pockets and you, you're calling the other woman. And so it was just interesting. And I was like, oh, you know what? There's a song called Woman to Woman. And that was the premise of it. Um, but what I, my thought was, it is an uncomfortable conversation. But what other topics do we not talk about with other women because it's uncomfortable? Or do we not allow to bridge a gap or fill a void, whatever it is? So whoever wants to start on <laughs> this topic, whatever you want to take. I have a question. 
<laughs> I have a question to start us off, if y'all don't mind. So oh, yeah. if, if, if it were your, if Shirley was your best friend and oh. she called you first and said, Not hey, best friend. <laughs> I was going through my man's pocket and this is what I found and this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to call Barbara. What would you say to her? Mm. That's a good question. I, never I don't think I would say anything. I'll, I'll let her talk because, okay, this is coming from a best friend. We're going to have a conversation about it because you already know that I'm married. <laughs> How, Barbara? Would you be encouraging of that part of, of the process? Of that? <sighs> yeah, because she has to take ownership. Now, it's one thing if she didn't know. Barbara has to take ownership? If Barbara knew that Shirley was married, she knew the husband, yes, have that conversation. Because you knew to take ownership of what you did. What you knew was wrong, own your crap. But now, okay. if she didn't, All right. if she didn't know, and, you know, Larry, <laughs> you know, I was still make it known but you really can't, if she didn't know, you can't really hold her totally responsible. I'll put it that way. Okay. Now, now she knew, let her know, that it continues, then yes, we're going to have a conversation. It'll be with okay. all three of us. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Samaria? And I apologize. For some reason, I don't know if you all saw, I disappeared for a second. Somehow I got <laughs> But I'm back in. So that was uh, mad. Yeah, we're going to have a conversation, <laughs> all three of us. Um, that was the last thing I heard. But um, from my perspective on that one, it's interesting because when I went back and I looked at the lyrics of the song, and I, was, I can see where she's coming from, and she wanted to talk to the woman. Um, but then I almost feel like the woman is not the person who said a, a vow. If that's her man or whoever, if it's a vow, they're married, or if it's a boyfriend or whoever. So I'm like, I have that that's a tough one. I don't know if I would call the other it, one. It depends if Barbara knew. Yeah, if Barbara, if Barbara was somebody I knew, maybe that's what it is. If, if I knew Barbara, and I'm Shirley, <laughs> and I know Barbara, Maybe I would call Barbara and, be, and talk to her. But if I didn't know Barbara, period, I wouldn't call. And thinking about my past, there have been situations where women have actually called me. Um, randomly, like this woman found me on Facebook and messaged me. But I didn't really t engage with her. I just said, okay, and I left it at that. And then I had the conversation with the other person. So I don't know if I would have called Barbara. Um, realistically i probably would have been like you know what i'm not in a relationship with barbara but if barbara was someone i knew maybe and then if barbara was the friend and she was dating somebody else's man i would probably be like you know what sis like how would you feel if someone did that to you and, and so that would be an uncomfortable conversation with the friend but it would be like uh like that's tough but put yourself in the other person's shoes. Like you wouldn't want anyone to do that to you. So you might want to like consider the situation and also think about what that person might be telling you. So the person could be lying to you saying like, oh, I'm not in a situation with this person anymore, 
But if you see that they are, then I feel like you have to make a decision as a woman would I want another woman doing this to me? Right. So I don't know that. I hope I answered the question. Yeah, <laughs> but today's society, uh, that conversation kind of taboo because nobody sees nothing, <laughs> nothing wrong with it. You know, it's like, ah, it's okay. We move on to the next. Like with the Jada Pickett and Augustine, the entanglement. It's the same thing, just reversed on a male's point. <laughs> I, so, I missed that one. What happened with Jada? Well, Jada had a, a little quote-unquote entanglement with a younger guy. Oh. And the stories were saying that Will knew. But if you look at that conversation that Will and Jada had, I don't think Will knew it went that deep. Mm. Okay. Okay. You know, so, but nowadays cheating is like, it's okay. Mm, I I think that at at this age now, um, and I'm 50 plus, I would not. Younger days, yes, on fire, ready, (laughs) you know, Um, but my issue would be with the person who committed to me. Period. And I think calling the other person um, creates more damage because you're going to find, you're probably going to find out that there are more lies than you know of and some things that you really don't want to know. And if the relationship, because relationships do, um, some relationships do actually get better when things like that happen. And I think it's really because then you're forced to kind of have that conversation that you should have had before. I feel neglected. I feel like you don't love me. I feel like all these things. Mm-hmm. Um, because sometimes we feel this way and the, the man may think, what do you mean? <laughs> you know, I'm here. I do this. I'm, I, I do all this stuff. But sometimes it's not. It's not about that. And so I think if we, if we call any other person opens up a whole another can of worms that we may not be ready for. And in most cases, the person who calls is going to stay anyway. And, and I think most people who catch their spouse, whether it's a woman or a man, I think they stay anyway because now they're dealing with um, the ego. I got, I, oh, that's my, like Shirley said, he's mine. Um, being 50 plus, I don't look at anybody as mine. I don't, I just don't. Like, doesn't mean I don't trust them, but you're, you're not mine. You, you're not my property. I did, nothing is really mine. Um, so I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't call Barbara. But the man, hmm. he'd be oh, like, yeah, oh, that's yeah. the man. <laughs> yeah, we'd have We're to talk. have some conversations. So, <laughs> gotta have some conversations. I think Shannon. So, I have a question. So, how do you know? So, so if Shirley didn't call Barbara, how would you know that he had, he's been in a relationship or been, has he been seeing her on the side? Because if he's never said anything and you don't know, you know, I guess like you'll never know if Shirley doesn't call, you know, give Barbara a call. Like, how would you know? And I, I, and I say that just because the way I'm looking at it is, is I'm thinking everything is okay in my household. Everything is going cool, smooth. But then I get this phone call from this other person telling me about a, a relationship she has with my husband. Um, I don't see a problem with it only because my husband hasn't told me. And in that case, that means that he's doing something outside the marriage 
I mean, even if I decide to stay after we talk it out, I have a I have an opportunity to go and get myself checked out, make sure I'm okay. You know, I don't have any diseases, God forbid. You know, because my husband hasn't said anything. So sometimes that call to me, that call is beneficial. Sometimes because if he's not saying nothing, and then boom, you know, she ends up calling me. That still gives me an opportunity to get myself checked out. If that makes sense. Now, if she yeah. calls you, that's a whole different story. I was thinking about the wife calling the other woman. Now, if if another woman oh, calls yeah, you and wants to talk, then, yeah, I'm going to talk. But but then if I call her or vice versa, you don't ever know if you're getting the real story from the other woman. Right. The other that's woman why you can listen. make up some crap. Yeah, it, right, I mean, yeah, they, right. we got trifling women these days that will do that. Yeah. It just is what we, and so that's why I would make it more about he and I, and how he got his conversation would depend on um, what he said and what he did not say. Now, if I felt like, because I think you guys, we as women have an intuition that we sometimes ignore because we don't really want to know what we know. Right. Um, and we don't follow up enough. So if, before calling the other woman, I would just simply, I've never had to do this, but in this life, if I really wanted to know, and I would have my mind set up that, I'm I'm gone. I'm leaving at this point in life. That's where I would be like, and I wouldn't want to hear the information from the other woman. I would want to see it with my eyes. So I would almost become the other woman and I would start stalking my husband. I would get the, the private the PI. I would be that one because I don't even know if I would trust the PI. I want to see it for myself. And then there's no questions to ask, but I wouldn't take what another woman said about my husband, I just wouldn't take that to to. Right. to I, I just wouldn't. Because it depends what type of relationship you two have. Is right. it serious? Yes, <laughs> you know, is it a serious relationship? You know, is right. this the norm for your relationship? So right. it's a lot of factors you will have to factor in before mm -hmm. you know making that that, that step or that decision. Right. Some people or some females know that their husband's cheating and still choose not to say anything to him or to her for whatever reason they stay. But that's some yeah. internal issues right. going on there. So right. it's a lot of factors, I guess. And also, I would say it depends with age too, where you are in life. What are you? Because I think if this happened in my twenties, it would be a total different situation. Yeah, exactly. You know, 30s, uh, maybe. But I think as you get older, you ain't got time for the nonsense. You can come out, is you <laughs> or you're not? <laughs> we can, let's go. We ain't got time. We got life to live. <laughs> right. So I, you know what's interesting? So, if, like, right now, there's a lot in the news. As Tasha mentioned earlier, you hear this stuff all the time, it's almost commonplace. But I remember, I did watch Ratchet TV. I used to watch uh, Love and Hip Hop quite religiously. I, I, I did. Um, and I remember there was an episode where Cardi B was like, you know, a girl had beef with me? We, she gonna have beef with me forever. And she was specifically talking about someone else. She was talking to someone else about someone else's girlfriend because she got into an altercation with one of the DJs she was working with. And essentially the woman had issues i guess with her being around the man or what have you and unfortunately we see the news headlines now where oh wait a minute hold on one second she goes 
I saw I started playing. I was reading a, a thing online, and um, essentially now we see where other women have been doing that to her in her marriage, and so sometimes I think as women we have to take a step back and we have to honor each other as women and say, you know what. I wouldn't want to hurt my sister because I didn't like when it was done to me. Or I wouldn't want that done to me. But I don't think sometimes as women, we honor ourselves enough not to be that other person. And so like woman to woman, are we, are we able to honor ourselves so that we don't put ourselves in that predicament? And there's a, a good number of women who do, but then there's also other women who may not for whatever reason, like maybe they've been hurt or what have you. And it's really a tough situation um, because you look at it and they're hurting too. So um, like Tammy had mentioned, well, Shirley's calling Barbara, but Barbara might feel the same way because who knows what the, per the man told Barbara and Barbara's like, well, I'm hurt too because now I'm invested. Like I've invested this time. This person's been telling me we're not together or they're not together, they're having all these issues and come to find out that's not what is being told on the other end. So now you have two women who are feeling some type of way about each other and one person in the middle who's telling both of them whatever they're telling them. Mary, I, I think um, something you said about honoring, we need to start honoring and value, valuing other women. Um, I actually had a situation that you made me think about um, where a, a, a friend, classmate, or whatever you want to call it, don't know the wife personally, uh, but just see a lot of the interaction on Facebook, seems like she's a very, 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 very nice lady. Well, I had this, this guy, her husband, asked if, you know, let's go to lunch. And I felt that was inappropriate because uh, I know back in the day, this guy did try to date me. And so I just said, hey, why don't you bring your, your wife as well? I'd love to meet her. <laughs> him anymore to this day like never heard from him again and, yeah, and, yeah. and and so I agree we have to not just valuing other women but value yourself because what are we going to talk about so much so that your wife cannot come yeah my friends laugh at me my married friends because if I stop by their house and it's just the husband there oh Tasha don't go in I, I'll wait in the car <laughs> until she arrives. Because you don't want to be in no predicament. You don't want your good to be spoken evil of or under that. And sometimes as women, we have to take that stand and say, I'm not going to put myself in a position where it can look like maybe I'm trying to do something or there's something going on with your man. But a lot of times we get caught up in the word friend or he'll never do that we're not like that or that's my brother type of thing and you don't know what the other person's feeling he might put you in that friend zone in front of his wife but he might be attracted to you i don't let that happen i'll sit in the car <laughs> or have somebody else with me at all times <laughs> That's yeah, it's wise. It's weird. I people used to laugh at me about my church hooks, but I used to be like, oh, I don't want anyone thinking anything crazy, so I lean in like this. Right. <laughs> Y'all, what about the guy? And I don't know his name. Remember the situation? And I he was in politics. I don't remember his name, but he did not want 
a uh, reporter to ride that long with him. He refused to allow her in the car. They wanted to do a story on um, wow. him and it was a female. And so he said, that's just something, you, you cannot be in my car for, for that many number of hours traveling with me. I'm married, I have a family. But that, it was such an uproar. The lady was, was very offended. And I thought that was one of the most honoring things to his, himself, his wife, his family. Right. So society has a, a double standard to me. Like here's a man that's standing up and saying, I don't want to put myself in that position. Um, but he is looked at like weak or whatever, or who does he think he is and all of that, where I thought that was an honorable. And she took it as she was being rejected. Right, right, <laughs> right, exactly. So all those feelings and emotions come up, you know, even when you try to do right. Oh, yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> uh, especially when you said when you try to do right. Um, and, and one thing that Shana had mentioned earlier that I thought was a good point that sometimes we do overlook is having that conversation because there might be further implications or impacts. Like she said, from a health perspective, if you're not getting the truth from one side, that is probably wise. That, and granted, you probably can't 100% trust this other person, but it would, like that person might be more open than you would expect, depending on the situation. Like there have been some some people, um, men and women, who have knowingly given people HIV or AIDS. They knew it when they were going and going around from whoever to whoever. They did it on purpose. Mm -hmm. right. um, but the other people they were involved with didn't know. So it's it's a tough call because you don't know who will be honest with you and forthright. Um, you know, in those situations. But I was like, in 1974, Shirley was bold. <laughs> she got people's attention with that song. Yeah. <laughs> she definitely did. So I did want to also talk about some other conversations that we as women um, may not have. Uh, and I'll use my own personal example. Um, as you all know, the beginning of the year, suffering a miscarriage. And that's a topic that you know, a lot of women don't talk about. So uh, Shana had mentioned the health aspect of being like the other woman. And it made me think about even our health. How many situations do we go through as women that we don't talk about where we could maybe help someone else out if we did share our testimony? And you know how the word, the Bible says we're overcome by the power of our testimony. But how often do we not share that testimony for, you know, fear of someone spreading it or like who knows what people can do because not everyone has your your best interest at heart and they could be malicious but it's like how do you know who to trust with that information and then why do you all think women don't necessarily share as much in terms of any topic health whatever wow tamari i don't know if there if if we really trust each other um completely and and also because we don't have those conversations with our friends our mothers um i won't say not all of us but for the most part i don't think we feel that we can go to our mother our best friend and really be transparent without as soon as i hang up the phone or you leave my house you're on the phone with our other friend or mm -hmm. my aunt saying things that you should have said to me possibly saying them to the other person. So I feel that there's a level of mistrust just generally in the in society today because of the ego 
the, the egos, um, selfishness, that we want to get a little bit further than our friend or whomever, that we, that, that competition thing. So I don't know if we truly have that partner, that friend that we can tell anything, that we feel like we can tell anything to, because most part, for the most part, we don't feel like we need to say some of the things. A lot of, we hold back a lot in, in, in relationships of all kinds. We hold back the things that really need to be said. And that's why I said, it is, it is more, it's easier for a person to say, say if a spouse was leaving, female or male, say if that one of them says, well, I'm going to leave. It's easier for the other person to say, well, go on then, I don't care. When really they do care. The minute they walk out the door with the car, for the most part, tears are going to flow at some point. But it's easier for us to say, I don't care, whatever, all that, then said, then say, what you said or what you did hurt me. No, I wish you would not leave right now. I think we should talk about it later if need be. So it's, it's easier because we're trying to protect ourselves. Feelings. The feelings are not going to go anywhere. We just have to learn how to deal with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I shared with you, Tamaria, I feel that I, I have um, for sure, and I might be wrong, lost a friendship because I just... I really felt like I could not say what I needed to say probably without a fight. And at that point I knew I was ready to fight. And so if it had, if the opportunity came, it was going to happen. So I decided, you know what, it's time for me to completely back away. I'm not saying that's the right thing, but you have to also know what to say, when to say it, and if you can say it. Yeah, I agree with Tammy. It's a trust thing. And one we don't want to come off looking weak. Like we can't handle things on our own. We're already emotional creatures. And, you know, once, you know, you start crying about stuff and they're like, it looks like a sign of weakness or you can't handle the situation. And sometimes you're not crying because you're weak. You're hurt. Hurt. You're just simply hurt. And sometimes it's just a release for that second. And then you get your mojo back, you know, and trying to work it out. And I just think the trust barrier has been lost for years between women because of either ego or jealousy. Hmm. It's, it's, it's sad. It's very sad, though. Um, I, that's definitely interesting perspectives. And I was, uh, Tammy... Stephanie said, trust is definitely one if the main reasons we as women don't share. Um, And that was a comment that was on Facebook. Um, So definitely for anyone on Facebook, please feel free to comment um, if you all have anything you would like to add to the conversation. But to to both of your points, I do think that is a part of it. Um, And I'll add that our experiences, to Tasha's point, if your experiences have been negative in terms of interactions with other people, Mm -hmm. Uh, women, whomever those women may be, you may be less trusting just by the sheer nature of if something looks familiar to you, you might assume it's the same thing. It may be the furthest thing from that, but because you don't have the conversation or the you don't have the one-on-one discussion to know, as Timmy mentioned, even on her site about what is being a communication coach, what is said and what is meant. We interpret what is meant by what is said and that may not be the truth. And I do it too. I'm guilty of it. I'll admit. 
we interpret what is meant or what we perceive. And if it's based on a past experience, and I think that's why God gives us intuition and he gives us past experiences because he wants us to be able to discern things and see things. And sometimes I think that we literally may not do or open up because we've been burned before. So that time, as Tammy mentioned, that time you did share something with your family and they went and told someone else in the family and didn't ask you, but they were bad mouthing you, but they didn't have the courage to tell you when you all had the conversation or the friend who has a lot to say after you all hang up the phone, but maybe didn't tell you in that conversation that they felt like what you were doing was wrong. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um, also, Tamaria, I think that with, especially with, with us as women, we don't want to, um, and maybe with every, maybe with the guys who I can't really speak for the guys, but just being a woman and dealing with friends, mother, um, aunts, all that, cousins, like we don't, we, we, we have this sense of, of wanting our lives to look perfect. Mm. You know, like, oh, I'm okay. Mm. How, how often do someone ask, um, how are you going? How are you doing? Oh, I'm okay. And really, if you are a really good friend, you know that I'm okay is a lie. It's, it's, a, it's, it's, it's a, a door that they put up. You hear the pain. How many times have we heard that and not gone further? Listen, you really can talk to me. You really can. I'm here for you. Whatever you want to share. And it, it, it really is all about trust. Um, I, I can't say that I have many women that I trust, but also I've gotten to the point where I don't really care. My life is what it is. You have nothing to do with it. If I share it with you and if you go put it on a billboard, I don't care because it still is what my life is. So, and if the, if I can get it out, then I can deal with it. If I keep it in, I may not deal with it because if I'm keeping it in to me, I have not faced my reality. And that doesn't mean I'm going to share it with the world, but there are things that I have learned that I have to have someone to talk to about it. And for me, they're older women. They're older women um, that I really confide in, that I know that will not judge me, um, that sees people for, from their heart, that will tell me when I'm wrong and tell me when I'm right and tell me when I need to just kind of settle down a bit and give it some time. And it, that could be about anything. And if I need to get up and do, do more or apologize or whatever. Um, and so I think we all need that. And it does not always have to be a woman. One of my uncles, bless his soul now, he, he was someone that I could call and tell anything, anything. And he would listen for hours if he had to. But that same uncle told me when I needed to get myself together in a, in a relationship, when I was going overboard in a relationship. So we need those people. And that's one thing that is missing, the wisdom of the elder. Just that clear wisdom, because they've experienced life. Mm -hmm. And they probably have some regrets so um, that they wish they could do differently. So I do think we're missing just that wisdom that come from people who love God, love themselves, who know that they've messed up in life, and, and those who are trying to keep us from going that direction. Because we have a young generation that will not listen. Try to tell these young girls something today. They think they know it all. 
And I think that's different for my generation, ours, I think, is that now we may have did a little bit here and there, but some things we just would not do. We just would not do. And if we did it, we was going to make sure it was not seen. <laughs> you know, or because it was a level of respect for that wisdom, for those right. el elderly people. Um, and I think they probably did more than we think they did, but they hit it. <laughs> and I'm not saying it's right or wrong. It's, it's a lesson. It teaches us. Um, right. So just, just an additional thought, I guess. Okay. Um, yeah, I would definitely say the, the wisdom piece. Uh, every Everything you said, definitely, totally get that. Um, and you're right, that wisdom, uh, sometimes it's lost. And I wonder if some of that comes from, you know, the old the old saying, like, stay in a child's place or whatever, or, like, things that people wouldn't say. So if you grow up and you hear, like, wait, you shouldn't be asking adults that, or you shouldn't talk about certain things, and you grow up and you just don't, you might not even feel comfortable going to your elders because we assume that they didn't go through anything, or maybe they had a change of heart in life. So maybe when they were young, they were, like, they were out there, they were living their best life, turning up every weekend, as we would say, the new age, like, um, <laughs> Essentially, that's the same as going out back in the day, but they don't want to talk about it because now they're saved, sanctified, and holy, and they're like, oh, no, 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 don't bring me back to that place that I used to be, and not realizing that being able to have that conversation, to Tammy's point, and saying, you know what, I went down that path, you're going down, young lady, I have some regrets, I wish I wouldn't have done those things, or here was the outcome, because uh, I think it was you, Tammy, who said earlier, we see this stuff and we see a snippet and we think that everything is so great. We don't know everything that happened. And granted, we shouldn't know every single thing, but I think there might be some benefit to people actually sharing the consequences of those actions because I think part of the reason that younger people don't listen today is because when, when we talk to them from experience, they're like, well, you, your situation was different from mine. It was back when you dealt with it, or there's not enough of the consequences of actions being seen. Mm -hmm. So we just see that it's done. So like an example could be, I don't know, so much stuff that happens like on social media or whatever. But like, take for instance, K. Michelle. K. Michelle said, I'm gonna do have this surgery on my body. So she wanted to enhance her body, but she's had a lot of consequences as a result. So she decided to share her story with women to encourage them to love themselves as they are because her consequence of trying to build a body that was, I guess, fit for the industry could almost cost her her life. And so she was open to share her story. But how often do we really know what the consequences are of those actions? We just see the action and it's done and people see the glitz and the glamour in our reel, it, not ironic that Instagram calls it reels, or we had TikTok short snippets, we see the astroturf not realizing that it's not real grass. Right, right. And, and there's probably, much of what we see is probably not real, and definitely not the, the whole story. Mm -hmm. um, and, and people will see, I think you said, what was the lady's name who had the she had, um, had implants uh, in her butt and they ended up like poisoning her system, I believe. And she has yeah, been. Yeah, they started leaking. 
Yeah. Some people will see that and still do what they want to do. And and that's just the that's just the way of life. People with people, there's some people, and I, I don't have a problem with that. Do what you want, but at the same time, like you say to Mary, know that there are consequences for every choice that we make. Um, although we need that wisdom from elderly people, there should be someone in between the age um, of that elderly person, especially for our young women, um, who is speeding in. Because I, I think we do, we will take it, take it better or more seriously from someone who's closer to our age. Mm -hmm. I think I think as young people we would these young women would now when will they get it is a different thing but as long as you hear it if you will sit and allow the conversation to be to be had with with a, a person who's not 50 years you're young you're you're young but you know a little closer to your age and if some and, I, and I've had those conversations with young girls like listen I'm 20 years older than you if I could go back these are some of the things that I would do differently I would think about differently um, because how many times in high school was the ner the nerdy guy was off limits to us? Like I don't want that nerd. Even and then if and we we would think we wanted the guy with the edge to marry you, right? We wanted for the most part you want the guy with the edge. Not all women, but then twenty years later the nerd looks not so nerdy anymore, you know. Um, and so I would tell young women, look, look at their heart. Not that the, the man with the edge doesn't have a heart, but don't miss that he does not have it because he has an edge. Don't miss the fact. Don't put that to the side. Like he treats you bad, but he has an edge. Because right. you're not going to be able to love the edge forever. So I, I try to talk to them about growing up. What has taken place in my life? What changes have taken place in my life? Because I've changed, I think differently. I perceive differently. My reality, perception, all of that is different. And some things you just have to go through. You just have to experience. We could tell these young people, you can tell old people, until they experience it, until they know that that building is on fire, they're going to go in it. They want to see the fire. And that's just kind of where we are with the new generation. I think they don't have a lot of trust in, in, in what they see either. So some things people just gonna have to go through. Oh, that's so true. You you said something to me that made me think. The younger people may not trust what they see. Like even you think about woman to woman, women talking, they may not trust what they see because what they're being told doesn't match the actions of the person telling them. Right, right, right. You're like, wait, you told me not to do that. And I think now because of social media and we have so much media and news, they're like, wait a minute. You told us not to fornicate, and yet now you're being sat down from your church or being removed from a position because of doing the same thing or like whatever the situation is. So it's really interesting, um, that perspective, because I, in my head, I'm thinking they probably don't listen to us, too, because they see us doing things that we tell them not to do. Mm -hmm. Right. The respect level's gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The I think moral we don't tell them lines the why. blurred. Like maybe we tell them not to, but why? Because telling them not to do it doesn't mean doesn't put us in a place where we are perfect and will live live a life of perfection. But why? What are some of the reasons? What some of what are some of the consequences that I regret in making choices that I'm telling you? You maybe 
you may not want to make. Yeah. Like, okay. I think we don't tell all the story. We just tell them what not to do. What about why? Why, why do you tell me not to do this? What did you go through once you made that choice? Um, what happened? You know, and so because it doesn't mean that it that we don't want them to see us as perfect people. And I think we try to play that. We put that role out there that we are rather than telling them, hey, I messed up. I made this choice. Um, and I used to tell the young girls I was a I was a young single mother. And because of this, this is what I went through. My choices led to this. Love my sons dearly. But there were some things that I would have not had to endure had I not had I listened to the person that told me not to do it. So I was on the other side of my choice. Um, again, love the result, love my son dearly, but wish I could have had that son son six years or so later with a husband. So I think they need to hear the why. Yeah, we don't follow up with the why. Right, right. It's what I say. Do what I say, not as I do. Exactly, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Oh, boy, have we heard that (laughs) all my lives. Oh, jeez. Exactly. How do we start to bridge that gap and be able to be more vulnerable with each other? Um, And like you said, Tammy, not just with women, but with people in general, how do we bridge that gap to where we can have those uncomfortable situations? And I know I started off with Barbara and Shelly, but that's because that was one of those conversations where I was like, I used to hear this song a lot as a kid, but I never really took the time to read it and read the lyrics. Um, but it, it's really interesting, that perspective, because that's not a comfortable conversation to have. And this person made a song about it. But I was like, man, in life, how many you know, situations do we not talk about that would really help set us free? Um, and Tammy, I know uh, you and Rodney had talked about this on your, your radio show, Life is Short, and we aren't having the, the conversations with the people we need to have them with, or maybe we do, like in the example you shared, Tammy, you realize that the trust has been broken so much that it may escalate if you do have that conversation. So how do we start to bridge that gap and break down that divide? Mary, I think um, you, you've heard me say this a lot. I think everyone in every situation is one conversation away from the breakthrough that is needed or the, the, the resolution, just that one conversation away from it. Um, it's so I would say have the conversations and the conversations are not to, it's kind of like forgiveness. It's not to, um, I guess it is, but I'm going to say it's not really for the other person. It's for you. It's for you. And I know for me, I didn't start having those conversations or saying the things that I felt that I needed to say, especially for those who I wanted in my life until till very recently. And I've been on this journey of change for a long time. But what, what I think has helped me come to that point, going back to what I said, if I say something, you decide to put it on the billboard, I don't care. Because it doesn't change. You putting it out there just means a few more people know. Okay, maybe somebody can help me now, you know. <laughs> or, or I'll give something, somebody something to talk about. We are all, um, there's no perfect life, no perfect relationship, no perfect woman, no perfect man. We are all going through something, just came out of something, and probably getting ready to go back into something. 
your something may be different. Mine may be with my man. Yours may be with your brother. You know, maybe with your job. But we're all, there's, there's a conversation to be had with all of us that will free us, that will give us some deliverance um, or just the relief of kind of like having to go to the bathroom. You know, when you really have to go and when you go, <laughs> words are no different. Words are no different. Yeah. <laughs> what happens if you have communication problems? Then like then you have, you know what you want to say. But I think sometimes as an individual, you have to do work on yourself. Find out, you know, why is this bothering me? Why can't I speak this truth? Mm -hmm. And when you get down to the nitty gritty of it, if it hurts you, let the healing process begin, then you can move forward. I think a lot of times we skip all of that. We mm -hmm. just go for the gusto. And sometimes that doesn't play in our favor. Either we still walk away hurt mm -hmm. <laughs> or still walk away concerned about how they took it. And mm -hmm. it's like, yes. it's a, it's a never ending cycle. I can, I had a hard conversation, not with a, with a female. I, I don't think females ruffle my feathers too much. I don't let it linger. I can say what I got to say and I can move on. But a dude, can get you riled up. <laughs> I had a conversation years later and I thought I was healed. I went to church, I prayed about it and it's like, okay, this situation is not bothering me anymore. And I saw this person and every feeling, every hurt came running back to me. And he uh, tried to apologize for the situation that went down. But at that time, I thought I was ready to hear the apology, but I, I was on my, I'm gonna get you back. Let me say what I need to say to you. But that didn't benefit me because I'm still hurt with it. And then it was years later, I saw him again and we had a conversation and he apologized again. And I was able to accept the apology because I had to let it go. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it, the apology wasn't for him per se. It was really for me to say, okay, I'm, I'm seeing growth. I can do this. I can, it's, it's not easy to forgive, but you can forgive. You just got to get to that place. And at the, in the turnaround, I didn't know that this was bothering him him too. So sometimes hearing an apology from the other person is healing for you and it's healing for the other person. Mm -hmm. You got to be willing to share that two-part healing process. I think sometimes we focus on ourselves. That's Dr. Made a great point. I think sometimes too, she, I, I think you said how, if you have a communication problem, what do you do and how do you do it? Um, acknowledging you have a communication problem is, is a great start. And then also start the conversation off with, right. I have I, I have issues with communicating, but there's some things I need to say because I'm feeling this way, um, would be just because that opens the door that allows the person to have grace for you, hopefully. And also just giving up the need to be right or to be validated. Just, just 
And if you're hurting, just hurt. Hurting is a part of life that we try to avoid, but hurting is probably one of the best medications that we can take. It's the best teacher too. It's the best teacher. It really, really is. But somehow we think that people are going to go through this world and do everything the right way, say everything when we need it to be said, how we need to be said. And that's just not going to happen. That's just not going to happen. Right. Like the best example of that, if you have children that are of age, I mean, I raised Brandon, but he doesn't always make choices that does not like I, he's made choices that made me look at him like, who is your mama? <laughs> who is your mama, boy? Like, it, so people are people and living if you're going to live life, life is going to happen and you are going to be hurt. And in most cases, by the people that you love the most. That is true. That is true. Yeah. yeah. That's, uh, that's real. Because we care about them. So I, um, ladies, I am so grateful for, for you all joining today and for everyone who's tuned in um, with us online. Um, I know that uh, in the interest of time, I don't want to keep you all too long, but obviously I want to make sure that we are able to uh, kind of close it out on, on a high note, whatever uh, last remarks you all would like to make, including um, sharing um, how people can get in contact with you, your Instagram handles, anything that you want to share, websites, whatever you would like to share, or if you have any other remarks that you would like to make, I just want to be make, I want to make sure that I am cognizant of your time um, and let you know that I really appreciate the conversation. Um, definitely a lot of nuggets and we have to do this again because I feel like there's so much more to say um, yeah. kind of like the whole topic woman to woman there's so much we left unsaid and so much more to say that could really free us um, so Tamari thank you I have a question though and I, I will have to go but I have a question um, and maybe I need to go back and listen to the song but did did Barbara ever get to talk on that on that song I think there's a song that Barbara did respond, really? but I I would have to find it. I think there was a Barbara response, but uh, it wasn't by the same artist though, or maybe it was. But there's a response out there. Oh, and I haven't heard that. The only one that I know, the only thing that I see, I'm looking at the lyrics, is that Shirley is just talking to Barbara. So Barbara is not talking in this song. It's literally just. I'm telling you th these things. I, this is how I feel. This is the man I love. And it was funny to me that she claimed him and said, like, this is my man. I was like, actually, that's God's man. But okay. <laughs> she sounded like she owned him, like he was a car. Right. right. <laughs> but right. I also understand she was hurt in this song. And granted, it's just a song, but I was like, oh, this actually is a good opener for what we want to talk about, which is those difficult conversations that we don't have. And see, I think if we really would have the real conversations, we are, you did, like, uh -huh. there, there are many more Barbers than there are Shirley's, and there are a lot of Shirley's, as well as Barbers. Um, and we won't say if we've been Barbara, you know, mm -hmm. or we've been Shirley. So, that's real. Because we don't want our, we want to appear to be okay and have this perfect life and perfect man or perfect woman. I think it's two responses. There's a woman named Barbara Mason, and her song title is From His Woman to You. Oh. And then there's another song, Tammy Flowers, From Barbara to Shirley. 
what? I knew there was a response. They're not um, famous people who responded, but I knew there was a response. Okay, Samaria, part two, part two. <laughs> <laughs> so Barbara said this because the, and Tammy, when you mentioned it early on, you did say, "I wonder what Barbara felt," because she may feel the same way. What about what if Barbara thought she was the main woman and you were the side chick? Exactly. I did. I that I didn't think about that. So yes, we definitely need a part. The full story. The full story. What do we say? We never really know the full story. <laughs> okay. Here's some of the lyrics. It says, "Hello, Barbara. This is Shirley. I would like you to know that the men now wait a minute, Shirley. I'm a young woman. I can't afford all the things you do for this man. I don't even have a job, and I can't buy his clothes." pay his car notes, and surely can't keep money in his pocket, but I can give him what he needs when he needs it, and that's all he expects of me. I can give him love from his woman to you. There's no, there's a thing or two I like to say. I don't care who claims this man. I'm going to love him anyway. Woman to woman, he spent last night with me. Stay here because this is where he wanted to be. From his woman to you, I got to make it just play as I can. That was Baba's response. She's like, don't wow. come for me, baby. See, that's why I said calling the other woman might help you find out something that may not be ready. And Barbara was younger. Keep, keep, keep doing all that. He doesn't expect that of me. Right. She's like, I'm the young Tenderoni so right here. Basically. If he spent last night with her, where was, where was Shirley? Sleep. Wait. <laughs> you call Barbara. <laughs> we definitely have to do a part two for sure. Um, I know that that's the end of this conversation. And it, it has been very helpful in a lot of ways in terms of even going beyond like, you know, that one particular situation, but just having conversations with people in general and being able to break down those barriers of trust or what have you. Um, there is a movie though. There's actually, I think it's a comedy. Uh, there's a movie called The Other Woman. And um, it's really interesting. I feel like I may have seen it, but I can't remember. Uh, but I feel like it was good. Um, this one is Cameron Diaz, Leslie Mann, Kate Upton. But it says... I saw that one. He had Mistress all up in them streets. It was really good. They got him back. Yeah, yeah, so they all ended up meeting it, and I thought that one was funny. But there's a lot of um, shows like that where, um, and even there's another show. Now, I will say it's um, on one of the premium channels, so uh, uh, it might be a bit much, but uh, the show actually had a lot of good lessons in it. And um, I was actually shocked that I watched it, because I just watched it one day. Uh, I started watching it last year. It came on, and I was like, what is this about? And it had good reviews called The Affair. And it was literally, you got to see the, the, the mistress and the wife and the husband in completely different lights um, to the point that you had compassion for each one of them. Mm. Even in their mess. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is how life is. We are all colorful. We all have our own backgrounds, our own experiences. And it's literally, once we're able to break down those barriers and as Tammy said, have the conversations, uh, we're able to 
build that trust that both uh, Tasha, you and Tammy talked about. We can build that trust and build those relationships literally one conversation at a time. But one thing that I've been learning, and I've, it's been hard for me to be to admit, is that that conversation requires active listening. Not just listening and hearing, but active listening. And I can't say that I've always been an active listener. I have heard it, but I may not be absorbing it, but I am... I hope to God that he's allowing me to do the work that I need to do for myself, which sometimes I haven't allowed myself to do. And I thank you um, both for your transparency and openness because there's parts of myself that I know I need to heal because I'm hurting. And as Tasha mentioned, you know, you want to get the person back because you're hurt, but that's not the best way because that's also not godly love. That's just, you know, us wanting to be heard um, and even if the person has done things that are wrong, that's still that two wrongs don't make a right. Um, and so I think that it is, um, it's eye opening, it's helpful. And it's one of those things that if you do take a step back, you're like, okay, you know what? If I'm really honest with myself, I can see that point. And then we can start to break down those, those barriers. So Mary, I think the best conversation, the most needed conversation is the conversation with self. Mm-hmm. Like it starts with us and recognizing that what we need, what we think we need from others um, is within us. And no one, whatever, I don't know what, Shir- what was, do we know Shirley's man's name? Shirley and Barbara's man's name? <laughs> what was his name? <laughs> whatever his name was. We'll call him Larry. <laughs> Larry. Larry, if he was seen, because at the end of the day, Shirley could have just been in a, Shirley could have found Barbara's number and Barbara could have been somebody he needed something from, for, what, for, all, for all we know. But if he, if he was seeing both of them, there's a reason there's there there is some there that is coming from an emotion i don't think that people are just dogs just to be dogs i don't i just think that they that it becomes some kind of protection um i'm gonna get you first or no woman's gonna hurt me again no man's gonna hurt me we all respond and react differently um based on our pain and our hurt and our perception of that the meaning that we give to it Mm -hmm. will direct the way that we react to it so um that's where it goes back to just seeing people in their pain and through their pain because once you do that and recognize that you have you have made bad decisions out of emotions feelings you've did some things we did we did some things out of those emotions and those bad feelings that we would not want on that billboard but when you get to a place where it's like it's okay it's my story and I found some glory out of it. Whether someone else does or not, who cares? If Shirley gets <laughs> if Shirley gets back with her man, if Barbara gets the man, really, what 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 difference does it make? So, um, and I'll go ahead and give out mine and I'm a, I'm gonna run, but you guys, um, bluffcityleadership.com is the website. Again, bluffcityleadership.com. We offer assessments. Uh, one-on-one coaching. I'm certified life certified uh, life language communication coach with a specialty in relationships uh, for couples, 
professional, personal, um, all of that. So it just, just does not have to be couples only. I'm for building professional and personal relationships, starting with oneself, um, helping you realize that you're not a victim to anything that has happened to you, circumstance-wise, whatever. You are not a victim. We are conquerors and we can move forward through any hurt and any pain. So thank you, Tamara. I love this. Tasha, thank you. Shane, I don't know if Shane is still on with us. Uh, <laughs> I've enjoyed it. Oh, yeah. thank you so much for- I'm here. <laughs> Yes, thank you, Tamaria. Um, I will be hosting Behind the Music for EMG Worship. That's a, a gospel group that's here in Norfolk. It will be Facebook Live um, September 26th at 7 p.m. So look out for that support, please. Uh, I just enjoy myself. Um, you can find me at Tasha Francis Jordan on Facebook or TJ80s Baby on Instagram. Thanks again. Awesome. So again, thank you. Thank you both. Thank you again to everyone who listened uh, for your participation, for your questions, for anything that, um, you know, that you all have done to allow this to happen today. I just thank each and every one of you for your support. I'm really grateful for our special guests, Tasha and Tammy, and the time that they dedicated today to um, help the CC America podcast be possible. Um, so just so everyone is aware, you can catch the replay on Podbean at ccamerica.podbean.com. The CC America podcast is also available on Spotify, Apple Music, iHeartRadio. So you have several, several options to hear the replay or the other shows. Um, my website is ccamericallc.com. CC America stands for Confidence Centers of America. Um, and I also have Confident Connotations. Again, that's Confident Connotations. Um, dot com, and I'm actually wearing one of my t-shirts, Designer Original, um, based on Psalm 139, so you'll see the psalm here, um, but just know that you are um, and can be anything that you want to be, and that as was mentioned on today's show, we have to start with ourselves and do the work within, so I encourage you all to have a wonderful week. I'm excited to be able to have started um, this next, next week off with this conversation um, and the next podcast will air on Friday, October 2nd, and we'll have another special guest, Danielle McDowell, who will be sharing um, about her life, her journey, and her testimony, and also the release of her new book. So more details will be forthcoming. Thank you all so much. Have a good night, and thanks for your time. Until next time. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. Bye, -bye. Bye, -bye.